From the 15th floor of the Energy Building, this is GNR Airtime, the podcast that explores the current trends from emerging and well-established industries hosted by the lawyers of GNR. This podcast is for general guidance only and does not constitute definitive advice. Hello everyone and welcome back to GNR Airtime. My name is Bagus Jackson and for this week's episode we are going to dive even deeper into the draft of the Omnibus Law. So as you may remember from the last week's episode where we introduced the draft bill, despite of how bulky and wide the scope of the draft, we felt like there are various, there are certain items, there are certain sections of the draft that we need to dive deeper into. And we're going to start all of those discussion with this episode where we dive into the employment section. Why employment? How relevant it is? What are the changes? How are those changes going to affect the employers or the investors or even the employees? Uh, so many questions. And I believe it would be best if this discussion is accompanied by the our resident experts on employment. So let's Welcome again, Dion Alfadia and Kevin Johnson. Hi, everyone. Hi, Bagus. Hi, hi. Thank you so much again for being here. So, so excited to have the two of you back here because the last time the three of us was here, we were talking about also employment, but it was in relation to COVID pandemic. So let's just start now. I know there's a lot to cover. So, but Kevin, what are the main topics that are being discussed in the draft bill? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, bang. Well, I think I'll just uh, explain in brief. Yeah. Sure, I'll follow you. So there are at least six points under the employment law that are demanded under the uh, current draft bill. Right, okay, six points. Let's go. First is in relation to the utilization of foreign workers. So uh, in order to employ foreign worker under the draft bill, employer must have a ratification of a foreign worker utilization plan or RPTKA. It's uh, a bit of a different to the current regulation that require a written permit instead. Uh, well, this written permit was previously given in the form of IMTA, or Foreign Worker Utilization Permit, which obtained after the ratification of RAPTKA. But uh, even since 2018, where the Presidential Regulation number 20 of 2018 was issued, the term IMTA itself is no longer used, and the ratification of RPTKA has been acting as a permit to employ foreign worker mm. pursuant to that presidential regulation. Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, if the draft bill maintain its current provision until its enactment regarding the foreign worker, there shouldn't be much of a change on the process to employ foreign worker in Indonesia. Uh, additionally, the draft bill also stipulates that a presidential regulation will further regulate the types of work and title that can be held by foreign worker. Okay, but- But if I can recall, we already have one. We do have a similar list provided under the Minister of Manpower Decree number 228 of 2019. Uh, this is actually setting up a position that can be held by Fungar. So I think uh, we'll see lah, whether the presidential regulation is mentioned under this draft bill will provide a similar list considering this uh, MOM decree is uh, relatively new. It was issued on 2019. So that's the first point. Uh, the second point is regarding a definite period of employee or contract employee or uh, PKWT for short. Two of the main changes regarding the PKWT is the period of PKWT and the type of work that can be conducted by a PKWT employee or contract employee. In in short, draft bill uh, no longer restricts the period of a PKWT agreement and the types of work that can be conducted by a contract employee. Interesting. What's the rationale? The the reasoning behind this, uh, behind this quote-unquote leniency, pursuant to the acad- academic script of the draft bill, is actually to offer more flexibility to both the employee and employers to enter into a PKWT contract. Okay, so many questions, but we're moving on for now. The third point 
is regarding outsourcing lah. Outsourcing or an assignment of certain activities to another company or outsourcing company such as security service or catering etc. The current regulation is pretty restrictive in terms of a type of activities that can be outsourced. But on the other hand, if you're looking at the draft bill, the provisions regarding outsourcing is will almost erase completely from the employment law. It seems that the regulator are of the view that an outsourcing is rather a business-to-business relationship, while employment law should only discuss over the relationship between an employee and employers. So there's a bit of a hierarchy there. Okay, so that was outsourcing. What's next? Uh, the next point, the fourth point, is on the amendment to the working hours provision. Again, the draft bill provides a more flexibility to the employees and employers to regulate the applicable working hours compared to the current regulation that uh, regulate the working hours uh, quite in detail. Second to last point is regarding wages. Yeah, the draft bill stipulates that the minimum wage will be determined by the governor at the provincial level. Uh, in addition to this, the draft bill also provides an exemption to a micro and small businesses to comply with the minimum wage. Uh, well, the last one, the last point is regarding termination. There are several changes to the termination provisions under the draft bill. But this, I think, are on the procedure of termination, whereby in general, a court order is no longer required to terminate employment relation. Unless, uh, unless there's any dispute yeah, regarding determination. Uh, the second one is the amendment to the grant for termination. The, while the third changes is in relation to the termination package itself. So, uh, yeah, uh, when we're talking about the overview the, of the omnibus law uh, on the employment section, those, I believe, are the six changes to the employment law, uh, being the provisions regarding foreign worker, contract employee, outsourcing, working hours, wages, and also termination bank. So yeah, that's, I guess, it. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. See, I did not lie when I said earlier in this episode that our guest for this week is an expert <laughs> on employment. So yes, okay, the six points. But uh, just just before we try to uh, talk about the rationale behind these points, I just want to link back to our previous episode where we said that there has been a pushback uh, from the various stakeholders with regard to the finalization and uh, ultimately the issuance of this draft bill. Is it really the case, Kevin? What what can you share about that point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite interesting yeah, to, to discuss this. Uh, I think uh, each amendment to the employment law under this draft bill has a bit of a controversy around there. And I, I myself actually have uh, read and heard in the news regarding the pushbacks from the from the stakeholders, from the several parties on some provisions uh, on the draft bill regarding the employment law. So, uh, pursuant to my reading, uh, the controversies include the the first in relation to the provisions on wages. Okay, wages. So, as I've mentioned previously, the draft bill stipulates that the minimum wage will only be determined at the provincial level, right? Mm-hmm. While under the current employment uh, regime, under the current employment regulation. The minimum wage can be regulated on a small scale, not only on a provincial scale, but on a smaller scale, i.e. a regency or a city scale. Ah, okay. Uh, as you may have aware, the, the amount of a regency or a city minimum wage must be larger than the uh, provincial minimum wage. So this might be one of the reasons why the, the removal or the deletion of a regency or city minimum wage is becoming one of the controversial provisions. Okay, that makes sense. The second one is regarding the provisions on contract employees and also outsourcing. As I've also mentioned earlier, the draft bill provides more flexibility right, to the utilization of contract employees and outsourcing employees uh, because the draft bill is no longer limits the types of work that can be conducted by contract employee or through outsourcing arrangement. So in addition, not only that, it also removes the maximum period of a contract employee, which previously set at two years. Uh, which can be extended by one year and can be renewed by another two years. So previously, the period of the contract employee is a two plus one plus two years. 
But now the draft bill is silent on the maximum period of a PKWT, a PKWT or of a contract employee. So they leave it to the employees and employers to agree on the period. So some parties are actually concerned that this flexibility given by the draft bill will cause an exploitation of a contract employee or outsourcing arrangement. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, regarding the contract employees and outsourcing. But the other points that I heard is quite controversial is regarding a termination, uh, especially on the reduction of a termination package and the removal of a compensation of rights payment as part of the termination package. So previously, there are there are uh, three packages yeah, uh, that we can receive uh, upon our termination, which are the Psangon, Penghargaan Masa Kerja, and also Uh, compensation of rights. So the third payment is being removed by the draft bill. Mm, okay. Again, uh, those are the three provisions that I that I heard and read to be the quite controversial provisions. But uh, of course, this is still a draft, and we can still expect some changes or adjustment to these provisions, ma'am. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. So Dion, do you think the new provision under the draft bill of the employment matters has addressed the various concerns from investors or employers regarding the any of the current employment issues? Because we know there are some. And uh, based on your experience, how far do you do you think employment issues will affect the decision of the investors to establish their business in Indonesia? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bagus. I think. I think we've we've heard it uh, more than once that that uh, Indonesian labor law is is uh, very labor friendly, and I think uh, one of the primary reasons for this omnibus law is actually to to uh, convert uh, that uh, perspective, uh, although it's not expressly said so by the government. But yeah, the sixth point that uh, that uh, Kevin mentioned, yeah, for example, the the, the uh, definite period employment, outsourcing, uh, foreign workers, and and termination. Those are the issues usually brought uh, up by by investors in their uh, decisions in investing in Indonesia or in our practice in in uh, mergers and and acquisitions. So yes, the draft bill has addressed uh, those uh, issues. They, they, there is a, a tendency, there is a, a view from uh, the communities that these uh, issues will be made more employer-friendly, uh, rightly or uh, wrongly. But we, we, we will not go uh, into too much detail on that front. But uh, actually, what we have uh, in mind now is that this omnibus law is, is not uh, enough for us to uh, form a view. What we see is it is trying to address those uh, specific issues, but then there will still need uh, to be implementing regulations to regulate these things uh, in more detail. Yeah, I agree. I think this will apply to essentially everything that's been amended uh, under the draft bill because now I believe various implementing regulations will be required to address the new changes. So what are the other issues, Bang, that you think will arise uh, following the issuance of this draft bill? Uh, in this uh, bill, there is no compensation of uh, rights anymore for uh, as a termination package uh, element. Yes, yes, exactly on this point in particular, because we have definitely seen this as an issue in every, uh, if not all, uh, change of control or an acquisition where... Uh, where the company or the employee of a company will uh has 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 the right to choose not to stay with the company following an acquisition following a change of control and therefore the company will requ- will be required to pay for the termination package this the removal of this element will definitely mess up the whole calculation right now 
these these kind of issues uh, we, we will still have to see in the implementing regulations or or either in the final version of the law now different different uh, issues have different importance for different types of industries for example for industries with uh, which are uh, uh, labor heavy like manufacturing obviously the definite period employment and and outsourcing uh, are are two of the most uh, important aspects while for more streamlined uh, businesses like services uh, foreign workers and and termination issues uh, are more uh, important all right now so from the employer's perspective what what should be anticipated should the draft bill is being enacted in the future i think before the the enactment itself this this year i think the government is still waiting for uh, the the regional uh, pilkada uh, the regional election to be uh, completed before they actually seriously discuss and 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 pass uh, the draft bill as law uh, i think the there will still be movement there is still a push from the uh, labor union uh, confederations uh, across indonesia uh, in some particular items uh, termination package uh, outsourcing and, and definite period employment so i think it's yeah I, i'm not saying that it's still very far from the enactment but i think uh, employer should not just uh, rely on the draft bill that they have uh, now they should expect uh, more heavy uh, discussions on the various uh, points before it's actually uh, enacted now should the draft bill should the bill is, is actually uh, enacted uh, the employer should uh, really make a plan with their uh, uh, hr team and also the labor union if relevant on on what uh, issues that, that they think need to be included in their company regulations or, or collective uh, labor agreements and make the, the uh, relevant uh, amendments. Now, increase in the utilization of, of uh, contract employees and outsources, outsourcing uh, employees due to the flexibility in the draft bill uh, might be uh, there, but Again, we don't know whether this flexibility will still be there once uh, the draft bill is enacted as law. And it's still also uh, subject to the implementing regulation. All right. Thank you so much, Dion, for that. So, yeah, I think it's pretty clear now that uh, on, on what the employers and the the, yeah, the investors need to expect, essentially, there's no uh, certainty that uh, the draft that we have right now the draft that we're seeing right now is going to be the final document obviously there's going to be shifts uh every here and there but yeah uh, as dion has mentioned i think it's best for every company to be uh cautious and to prepare and to create a mitigation plan as to what to include in the company regulation and how to address specific issues with the coming changes so thank you so much, Dion and Kevin. It's always a pleasure to have you back. Sure. Thank you. Thank you Again, we're still going to have more episodes on the Omnibus Law. And we hope everyone had a good time listening to these tidbits. And we'll see you in the next episode. Take care and bye.